Welcome to the Becoming Well podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of faith and mental health. On today's episode of Becoming Well, we are going to do something fun and we are going to talk about ourselves. (laughs) I'm nervous. (laughs) Just kidding, I'm not. We're going to talk about Deb and Mary. Yeah. Who are we? What are we about? Maybe some things that we didn't know about one another. Are we really friends in real life or do we just... Is it just all an illusion? Yeah, so, it's a guys for the podcast. It's a guys. So this will be fun. How are you feeling about it today? I'm Deb? feeling good. I'm excited because I I want to see if I can get some juicy secrets out of you. Yeah. Or maybe we can guess if we ask a question and guess what the answer would be. Oh, like, like three truths and a lie? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I used to work for President Obama. I lived in... Oh, wait, those are all lies. I was like literally going to name three lies and a truth. That's not how the game works. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, let's let's start. Um, I think I because I get to start and I got the mic first. I'm on the mic first. I get to ask Deb questions. So just some basic questions. Can we start like that? Done. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I might know a few of these, but maybe not. So let's start maybe with your favorite food. Ooh, I love food. Okay, but yeah, Deb's a foodie. I am a foodie, but I feel like I'm a bad foodie because did I ever tell you a story? No, I'm just going to go off on a tangent right away but this is getting to know me I used to date a chef see you guys you know what first of all let me pause because Deb Dr. Deborah Gordon every time I talk to her I learned something new about her. She has so many layers. Okay, go ahead. I did. But it was like, it was in my 20s and I feel like I really wasted that season of dating him because I was not as mature and, and sophisticated and refined as I am now. Um yeah, I usually wear like vans to record podcasts. So that's just a bunch of crap. But um, so we went to a restaurant called the French Laundry mm. and it's uh, the chef is Thomas Keller. And if you're a foodie, you know who that is. Yeah. I did not. Okay. And I did not know how difficult and exclusive it was to get into this restaurant. Wow. Um, but it was the fanciest meal I've ever eaten. But it's a tasting menu. So everything is like artfully curated and it comes out in like one bite. So the whole meal, I'm like, I'm starving. Where's like the, so I thought it was kind of like, here, you can try a bite of it. And if you like it, you can order more. (laughs) It wasn't. So I love food. Um, And I dated a chef, but my favorite food, it's going to be a favorite meal. So my friends and I have this, this kind of running joke of like, if you were, it's actually probably not very PC, but if you were on death row and you had your final meal. Okay. What would you, there is a restaurant called AZ 88 in Arizona where I grew up. Okay. And they have this Buffalo chicken sandwich (gasps) that is to die for. And so for as long as I can remember, that has always been my favorite meal. It would be my final meal. If I was in a situation where I had to choose one last meal, it's so good. See, I don't even know. I'm thinking as what would mine be? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you know, do you have so, a favorite cuisine? You know, this is going to sound stereotypical, but it is what it is. I love soul food. I love catfish. So, so you yeah. talk about like because you, you know, you you're from Arizona, yep, and I'm from Seattle, yeah. And there was a joint, there was a uh, spot there that's called Catfish Corner. Ooh. And when I tell you, I used to want to secretly, I think it's bottled now, but their cat, their sauce, their tartar sauce. Was, I was a little worried you were going to say bottled catfish. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have definitely taken away my black card. <laughs> <laughs> but the catfish was ridiculous with the tartar sauce. Mm-hmm. And to this day, 
I don't even eat it that much, which is so funny. But I would have to say if I had the one last meal, it would be fried catfish. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Yeah. So, okay. okay. Second question. What is your favorite color? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. I feel like it changes with the seasons. I always used to say purple was my favorite color. I love the look of purple, mm-hmm. but I don't wear or decorate or do anything with purple. Right. So it still might be my favorite color. But mm-hmm. right now, um, like when I think about my home, I would have to say green. Oh, white green. I just, I love, Seems I mean, I'm wearing warm. green right now, funny enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I love the variations of green. Yes. My yeah. home is decorated with with a lot of green. Yeah. Orange browns all of those things and it's so funny because in my head i think i'm bright and vibrant yeah <laughs> but you're like but I'm natural not. and some dude that's we've Absolutely. never been to each other's homes that's I, funny that is terrible I well we both that. moved well i you went, went to, to your apartment. Apartment. Yeah, yeah so yeah. i haven't been to your new home yeah. which i know it's beautiful deb it's a her, work in progress her previous home was just ridiculous it was just so well put together and just so careful. It was so Deb oh, and our beautiful you. Patty. So what's your favorite movie? <laughs> this okay. is interesting. This is this is interesting. I kind of have three favorite movies. OK. OK. Um, and they're completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. So I love Goonies. <laughs> that was the movie back in the day. That was the movie. Right. They're 80s, all baby. like 80s, 90s movies. OK. <laughs> right. I love Goonies. Yeah. I love When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. And... My ultimate all-time favorite movie (laughs) is The Money Pit. (laughs) Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. (laughs) So I bet half of our listeners don't even know what that movie is, but it's Tom Hanks. Thanks. I love Tom Hanks. And Shelley Long, who, like, talk about classic 80s actress, right? And they buy this house, and I think it's, like, upstate New York, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was on Cheers. And my favorite, but it's a money pit. It's like a, just a dumpster of a house. <laughs> and my favorite scene is when he gets sucked into the floor. He's standing on the carpet and there's a hole in the floor that he doesn't know is there. And so he just gets sucked into the floor and he kind of like loses his mind. And so he's there with his hands stuck in and he's just laughing hysterically by himself. I think maybe I can relate to that. I don't know. Right, I was going to say, is that a metaphor? For I, just, I just love that movie. I do. That is so funny. Yeah. So you are... T- Totally an 80s baby. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite movie? So I have two. Okay. I have a ton of favorite movies, but the two that I love. So the first one is The Color Purple. Oh, that's good. So one. if you yeah. know, especially black folks, like you will be, you know, out the blue, you'll just quote something from The Color Purple, right? You know, <laughs> anything. I love The Color Purple. That was in just everything about it and the aesthetics, the message, everything. I And it's so strange because I saw the movie. I was pretty run, young when the movie came out. Yeah, so I when I <laughs> saw the movie for the first time, I'm still processing it. <laughs> right Aren't now. they remaking it now? They are on, um, I think it's uh, a, a, what's been a stage play forever. Yeah. So I think Fantasia is yep. playing in that as well. A ton of beautiful black act- yeah. actresses, but I love that movie. And that's one of those things I talk about the black car. Like if you don't know at least 10 quotes from the color purple <laughs> you might just pack up and go it right? is you if you have not seen it you really need to see it, it is phenomenal movie. right um and my second movie and it's funny because most people 
do not know this movie outside the black community is The Wiz. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. The Wiz. The Wizard of Oz, but, but with a folks. much better <laughs> and talented cast. Absolutely. So it's so funny because I every time I ask individuals if they've seen The Wiz, they're like, you mean The Wizard of Oz? And I'm like, no, ma'am. Uh-uh. No, Diana Ross. Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Right. We, I mean, the, it was phenomenal. So if we, you know, we weren't um, following the yellow brick road. We was easing on down the road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so those those are my my favorite movies. I love it. I love it. Okay, um, I'm going to ask you something okay. now. Okay. Um, what's a hobby that maybe our listeners wouldn't know that you have? I'm, that maybe um, I even I don't know that you have. Okay, so a hobby I think a lot of people don't know that I do is that I ste- I actually sketch. I had no idea. Yes. And it's so funny because I sketch out of this is kind of how I just live life. If it's okay. it, if it, even how I think about how I'm going to get my hair done, it's like, OK, what's feels what feels good to my soul right now? Right. So it's not even a thing where I just go sketch. Yeah. If it feels good and I feel like that's the outlet that I want to do, I will sketch. My mom is a phenomenal artist. Mm. And so I would just watch her sketch. She never taught me. She never and not just because she didn't want to teach me, but I didn't probably care yeah but I've always watched her sketch when we were younger we my sister and I shared a room and then my older sister had her own room and she uh drew huge Disney characters on our walls based on our personality type right so my mom had for me she had Winnie the Pooh and then for (laughs) my sister she had Tigger and then my other sister had um Cinderella right and so I would always and this is like in the hood I'm pretty sure we that like the HOA was just upset because Seattle Housing Authority or whatever was like, what are you doing? This is not your house, right? But I watched her just kind of use art and, you know, beauty of, you know, she would just sketch whenever she would just be sitting around. And I realized at about maybe age 22, I just picked up a pencil and just started sketching. Wow. And then recently I, you know, this is crazy because recently I had a session in, in therapy and sometimes I'll, I'll journal afterwards or sometimes I'll think about it, but I wanted to sketch the, what I was feeling about it. And this was just a sketch of this little girl. And I sent it mm-hmm. to my mom and she was like, this is crazy that, that you just kind of picked this up. So yeah, sketch. I love Amazing. to sketch. Anyway. I love that you use that too as a process. I think that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. What about you? This will be interesting because you are just an onion. <laughs> <laughs> you have layers. Well, I was trying to think about, I don't know. This is definitely not a hobby, but it's Mm -hmm. something that most people probably don't know that I do Mm -hmm. and honestly have not done in a while, Mm -hmm. a very long time. But um, I play a musical instrument. You do? Do you know that I play a musical instrument? No. You don't? Which one? That's right. I'm going to see if you can guess it. You won't be able to guess it. The (laughs) kazoo? I feel like that is not a compliment somehow. <laughs> like okay. you're, no, I know. What is the, um, um, I play the harp. You do. Did you guess it? Our producer just like guessed like it. The- <laughs> That's crazy. How? How did you guess that? I don't even know. The harp. Right. Get out. I do. I play the harp and I, I, I really, I really haven't, I haven't played in a long time and it's a, kind of a ridiculous instrument to lug around. So for a while, I didn't even have it in Chicago. I'd left it with some friends in Virginia, but I brought it here. I mean, it's been a long time that it's been here and it's literally been in its case. And I finally unpacked it. I mean, unpacked it. It's literally taking like a canvas case off of it. Um, Last week, I can't play it because it's super out of tune, but I'm one step 
in the right direction to to picking it up again. I was going to say, is there something that is urging you to pick it up again? Or you're just like, no, I just kind of want to pick it up again. But what's making you? Yeah, just kind of, I just, something fun. Like, yeah. you know, I kind of enjoy doing it and. Um, How did that start? Oh, my gosh. Is, you know, usually yeah. it's like, oh, I play the guitar. Right. The harp is a little different. <laughs> <That's> a stranger. <laughs> okay, so when I was six years old, mm-hmm. my mom was very musical. I mean, she was the type of woman that could pick up an instrument and literally play it wow. like that. And she played, you name it, growing up. She played the piano. She played the clarinet. She played the um, uh, the banjo. She played the guitar. She could literally play anything. That's so. Awesome. She always wanted her kids to be musical, and she taught piano lessons when I was growing up. Um, But we went to her college roommate's wedding Mm -hmm. when I was six years old, and they had a harpist there. And Mm -hmm. I was so intrigued by this instrument, as I'm sure any six-year-old would be. I mean, it's like this giant thing with a bunch of strings. beautiful instrument, though. Yeah, and so I told her, I said, Mom, I want to play the harp. And she was like, done. And she made it happen. And you know what? That's so telling. That's so funny, because that's you. That's your personality. If someone was to say, you know what? I really love this. Uh, done. Yes, that's true. That Aww. is you. I yes. love that. That's my mom's legacy, living living in me. Yeah. Um, wow. That is beautiful. I can see that. Your hair just kind of falling <laughs> over the heart. <laughs> One time, I this is this is kind of a funny story. So I have this friend, and we met years and years ago. Um, my dad was a pastor, mm-hmm. and we were preaching at, or we were, he was preaching at a guest church, and it was kind of the thing. Like he would he would bring me along, and I'd play my harp, mm-hmm. and so I did. And my fr- friend, who I didn't know at the time, was going to that church. And years later, when we met in middle school, she told me she goes, "Oh my gosh." Your dad came and preached in my church when you were little and you played the harp. And I remember telling my parents, oh, my gosh, there's an angel playing the harp. It was like this toe-head blonde girl. My mom would always dress me in white. And, <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah. So, okay. Um, what is, well, I'll ask this and then I guess we could dive a little bit deeper. But okay. like, what is something, like, what do you feel like is like just the most adventurous or crazy thing you've ever done? <laughs> The funny thing about that is I get teased in my home because I am not adventurous <laughs> at all. So whatever I say is going to sound like a kindergartner that, you know, it's so funny because uh, my was like, mom, you got to YOLO. You know, that's like hashtag YOLO. And I said, OK, let's go like skydiving, but indoors. But I'll watch you, you know, <laughs> do it. That's so hard. You know what? OK, so I did. This is for me. This was the most adventurous. So I did a missions trip to Morocco. What? And I rode a camel. That's amazing. And I slept outside under the stars in the Sahara Desert. That that is so cool. OK, I'm, I'm like genuinely jealous yes. of that. That is amazing. Yes. I, to this day, I was like, that was God. That's because really cool. That was for, that was for Jesus. That was, Mary would not have done that. If that was for Jesus. Oh trip. my so, gosh. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> um, mine's going to be like total heathen <laughs> compared to that. Cause it's borderline illegal. <laughs> I don't, and I don't think I've shared on the podcast. Maybe I have, I don't know, but okay. So I went to grad school in Los Angeles Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a friend in grad school was saying how uh, she was from Colorado and they were just, I'm a big football fan. So Mile Mm -hmm. High Stadium is where the Denver Broncos used to play. Now Mm -hmm. I think it's in Vesco Field or something like that. But they were tearing down the stadium and she had snuck in to get like a souvenir of some type. Like they found, I don't know if it was like a bleacher seat or I don't know what, but she told that story and I was like, ooh, sneaking into places you don't belong. I don't know why that intrigued (laughs) me. Sounds scrumptious. Sounds like a great idea. (laughs) 
So for my five years of the six of my grad school that I was in Los Angeles, um, I snuck into Hollywood award shows. Wow. <laughs> See, I'm kind of, I'm low-key jealous. Is that heathen? <laughs> <laughs> you did, oh, confession of sins is what we're going to call this, <laughs> this podcast episode. <laughs> so wait, are they, what shows did you sneak into? Legit as many as I could. So, okay, I started off with something extremely obscure because I thought this will be easy. Um, That's your gateway. My gateway, my gateway sneak in drug. Um, I snuck into the Directors Guild Awards, which nobody's probably ever heard of. And I don't even remember to this day how I heard about them. But I got there and I dressed up in old bridesmaids dresses. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, so I got there and it's in like the lower level of this beautiful hotel. And I walked down, I come down the elevator and, you know, like there's these banquet doors and then kind of the lobby area. And I'm looking around and I see Ron Howard walk. <gasps> and I was like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. So then I walk in and I'm with a friend that I managed to drag along with me and I don't know what we were expecting. I think we were just thinking there'd be, you know, rows of seats like in an auditorium. Sure. Oh, no, it was full blown banquet style tables (laughs) and meal. And so she's like, let's go. And I'm thinking, I am committed. We are in dresses. We got past security. We are doing this. So I find a table with two empty seats. And we just sit down and I just start talking to the people like we're supposed to be there. And then all of a sudden you hear, ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, dear God, please don't let, I don't think you're supposed to pray to God when you're sneaking into someplace, but I was like, please don't let other people that are supposed to be in these seats be here. And nobody came and we got to eat a full like six course meal. We saw the whole presentation. It was like um, when Gangs of New York and Chicago and the pianist was was nominated. So we were talking to Renee Zellweger and talking to Leonardo DiCaprio. It was nuts, but it worked. And the problem was I thought, well, if I could get into the director's guild, I can, I can get, get into the Emmys and did I you can get into the around? Oscars. Did you sneak into the Emmys and the Oscars? Okay. I made it into the Emmys. Okay. It did not make it into the Oscars. And this is my last story. And then we're going to, we're going to go to serious questions, but this is how big my head got. And then why pride is a bad thing. Um, so I dressed up to go to the Oscars and no way I was getting, there's security everywhere. And so oh I'm like, okay, I'm not getting in, but maybe I can go to an awards show after party. So I find out where the best awards show is. I'm just kind of <laughs> listening, you know, and this is like 15 years ago. So way different time. Um, and I find out that everybody goes to the Vanity Fair party. Okay. Right. Um, I really hope that I don't get arrested after this podcast. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. They've been waiting the for me. I'm on some list somewhere. <laughs> so I go and there's this huge line, right? Because there's security and they're checking everybody's IDs and tickets and whatever. And I'm behind this big group of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to add myself to this group. Like, what's <laughs> one more? Per- they're not going to know. They're- but I'm not really paying attention. And I like I know kind of celebrities. I used to work in NBC and um, but I don't know everybody. So I wasn't really looking to see if it was anybody famous. So we get to the front and I overhear the person who's checking people in say, oh, hello, Miss Susan Sarandon and Mr. <gasps> Tim Robbins. And I'm like, we'll see if this works. No, no. They're like, you're not with the Sarandon Robbins you're like, you haven't party. heard of Gordon's Fisherman? <laughs> right? What do you say? <laughs> So I didn't get in, but the guys behind me were also trying to get into the party. They legit thought they were on the list. And so when 
I didn't get in with them. I kind of sheepishly stood off to the side and then they tried to get in and they're like, sorry, you're not on the list. We see the party that, that you're, you know, you're naming, but you're not on the list. And so they're like, okay, we, you know, we just wanted to come see. And so they asked me, you know, are you on the list? And I just said, no, I didn't say I'm also not supposed to be here. And they said, well, we're going to a different party if you'd like to be a guest. And and they were very polite, you know, meet us there and try to like do anything shady. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, that would be great. So they gave me directions to this hotel. And it was for the technical award winners. So I didn't think I would see anybody famous there. But you know what won all the technical awards that year was Lord of the Rings. Oh, my gosh. So there was all the hobbits. Sean, <laughs> Aston, talk about 80s Goonies guy. <laughs> and I got to hold an Oscar. So you. It was so cool. That is so you. Yeah. That is so you. I was sitting there thinking when you were telling me the story, the only thing that I can think of that I did that risky, and maybe that's why I don't do that anymore. You know those gumball machines when you're younger, but at, at like the, at the sto- grocery store? Yeah, yeah, but at the store, so what they would do, the the, the actual um Plastic ones came out and then they sold the candy, the gumball separately. Yep. And so I was in Kmart and I saw someone, someone else opened up the gumballs themselves. And so I thought I'd take a little <laughs> bit of the gumball machine and a security guard told me they were going to call the cops on <gasps> me. And I started crying, which she didn't, but it was kind of like, um, you know, scared straight. Yes. <laughs> So I started crying and I kid you not that that I did. I have not thought about stealing, sneaking in anything. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we went from this podcast being confessing our sins to Mary and Deb and our secret lives of crime. (laughs) (laughs) I don't sneak into places I don't belong anymore. And I don't steal gumballs anymore. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's get into maybe some little deeper questions. What is something you love that listeners may not know, like a place or a scripture? Mm. Ooh, that's good. I, you know, I'm I'm probably simple. I love my home. Like and, and home in the definition of places where I feel mm. safe and secure. Mm. But with scripture, I mean my my mom always spoke over me Micah six eight. Oh. Um and so for her it was always Deb, you are going to love the Lord your God with all your heart mm-hmm. and you're going to um, act justly mm-hmm. and advocate for justice and you're going to show mercy. And so that has always been an important verse for me. But um, oh, something that that is really important to me and my dad instilled this in me is he re- he has read through the Bible every year since he was 22 years old. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> he knows scripture like nobody else. And I wish I would have started when I was his age, but when I... Uh, the year before I turned 40, mm-hmm. I was like, before I become, before I turn 40, I want to read through the Bible mm-hmm. in a year. Mm-hmm. And I did. And, and I got it. Like it just clicked in my head why he does that. And so that's something that I have tried to continue that legacy. I read through the Bible every year. So now my, my fourth trip around the sun with scripture. And I love being able to do that because there's just a different way of viewing God's truth when you know the whole story. You know, that's so funny you say that because I think just this year, and I've I've read through the Bible uh twice, but it hasn't clicked yeah. until literally this year. Yeah. Which is crazy to me that when I say clicked, I mean how influential and how much I need that as so we talk about safe space, yep. right? The space that's really safe for me. So a physical space absolutely is my home. I'm extremely introverted, right? Not shy necessarily and not social, although I believe my social skills are learned, but but very introverted. And my my, my physical home is very sacred to me. Yeah. 
you know, Craig, uh, Amaya laughs at me. My daughter, she's like, mom, okay, get out the frankincense and myrrh. I'm having friends come over. You know, cause I'm like, I gotta cleanse his face. And when they leave, I'm, you know, I'm joking. It's very sacred. I put it over myself, but it's very sacred for me because, you know, it, it, I, I've always loved home. My mom always made home a very sacred place. Uh, to a very comfy place. We we grew up in the inner city in the projects. Mm. And I remember all of the chaos that would happen outside in the neighborhood. I always felt like when I went into my home, that was a safe space, you know. And so I always wanted to give that gift to Craig and to myself and to Amaya, you know. So that, but but I also, the scripture that I've been reading recently, and I think it, it's just kind of a test testament of God working on me in terms of fear, but God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. But you know, it's so funny because, you know, I became a Christian at 22 and again, it's, things are hitting me different now, you know, I'm 48. So things are hitting me a lot different and be still and know that I'm God has been just so, um, grounding for me recently mm-hmm. you know and it, it's, it's because of a lot of stuff not necessarily necessarily uh traumatic things that are happening now but you know the pandemic and just all the stuff that god is working with me so yeah those two those affirmations of, that's so you know. good i i love that practice of stillness mm-hmm. is something that's i think a lost discipline in our world today. Yes. Um, and so important. Okay. So along those lines of, you said you became a Christian at 22. Mm-hmm. What would you go back if you could and tell your 20 year old self? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I don't know. There's so many things. I, know. I was like, I'd probably write a book to my I was a hot self. Mess. I'm still hot met ish. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. You know, hot mess. You know, at 20, when if if I was to go back and look at my 20 year old self, you know, there is a okay. So this might this go might go into you know answer another question. So one yeah. of my favorite poets that I just discovered has just become one of my favorite poets now. That I thought Toni Morrison has always been my favorite poem or Maya Angelou, but now there's a poet that I discovered literally about three months ago. His name is Jaya Don, Jaya John. Yes, you've told me about him yes. just a little bit. Yeah, yes, and he he wrote a poem, and the poem said it's it's titled "Little Brown Girl Who Wants to Write," mm. and there's a part in that poem where he's like, "Don't be afraid to." let your curls pop and let your verses drop and the world needs to hear you and you matter in this world. You know, he's obviously it's more poetic and eloquent, but it's this it it reminds me of what I wish I thought of myself and I knew at a young age. So I would say if I had to go back to my 20 year old self is being unafraid of being this authentic me of, you know, yeah. don't be afraid to let that dark, beautiful skin shine. It's a gift. Don't let it be. Don't be afraid to let those curls, those beautiful Afro curls pop. Yes. Don't be afraid to let those verses drop. You know, those words that you have a gift of writing on paper in your poetry. So I, I wish there was this. If I was to go back, I, you know, I would just even boil it down to. You are needed. Mm. Be yourself. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love what that. about you? Yeah. That that is a tough question, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it the, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, and right. so I keep thinking I would tell myself this, and then I'm like, my twenty year old self wouldn't believe it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but <laughs> I think I am a sometimes struggle with 
taking on responsibility that is not mine. Mm. Um, And I think part of that is being an oldest child, right? Um, Part of it is losing my mom um, at a young age. And when my my siblings were even younger, um, part of that is wrestling with feeling like that's why I'm loved and cared for. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think, part of my adoption story. But I think Mm -hmm. I would go back and tell my 20-year-old self, you don't have to take responsibility for everything. Mm. And, you know, there are times where, it's not only important for you that you relinquish responsibility, but also it gives other people the opportunity to feel like they contribute and be a part of things. And there's one story mm, that, that comes to mind in that. And I remember um, you know, my sister, uh, who, and, who I'm very close with, she lived with me for a season. And um, and I kind of took on a mom role in her life. And I remember after we'd moved away and she'd gotten married and um, she called me up and she was so excited. Mm. And I was like, what's going on? She goes, I got a job. And my immediate reaction was like, I didn't even know you were applying for a job. I would have helped you with your resume. Ugh. And why didn't you tell me all these <laughs> right. things? Right? You went right into mode. Totally. Mode. Yeah. And she was so proud of herself because mm. she got a, do- a job in design, which was what her passion was. And mm. she had done it all on her own. Wow. And it was like this click moment in my head of that is why you don't always take responsibility because it gifts, you know, like a, it's not your responsibility Mm -hmm. to be responsible all the time, (laughs) but also it allows other people the chance to shine in their own experiences. Mm. We all have to kind of trip and fall over those. Sure. It's empowering. It is. When you allow that space. Absolutely. We were talking listeners earlier and um, we said it before though on a different podcast, but I brought Deb some water. (laughs) (laughs) And Deb said, you're so nurturing. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> so that's another insight, too, because I'm the baby sister and Deb is the older sister in her family. And so I'm used to people bringing me stuff. Right. It's and so true. and it plays out. OK, so maybe we'll round out our get to know each other podcast episode with our own relationship. Right. Yeah. Our, and and yes, we are truly friends. We are real friends. In real life. But it's funny because even today, when we started off with this podcast, before we, we dive into our podcast every day, we honestly don't do a lot of pre-prep because we like how the conversation just kind of naturally flows. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's a testament to our friendship. Um, but we always have to kind of, you know, uh, Rochambeau. Isn't that how you say rock, paper, scissors in like the, the fancy sense? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I know. always use anyway. rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> or okay. if you're a fan of how, did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Rock, paper, scissors, mm-hmm. lizard, Spock. Anyway, I'm a nerd. Oh, that's a um, lot. Okay. <laughs> anyway, about who has to start the podcast. And right. I generally will say like, I'll start it if you want me to. <laughs> Because older sister, older sister, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. She's like, do it, please. I don't want to, but but you're gifted and talented so in leadership and speaking. And if I just kept doing it as a default, not because I didn't think that you could start the podcast, you wouldn't get to. Wow, I didn't think about that right. because today she was like, no, you're going to start it. Yeah, you're going to start. It. And I'm like, what? But you can start it. You know, I didn't think about that. Yes. That's so interesting because because listeners, as as you know, we kind of process on air. And I did not think of how much, you know, I I am also a mom. And so that is a leadership role in itself. Mm-hmm. But I often will default to someone else. My husband is an older, older sibling. So I'll default to that. So I do that with, with you a yeah. lot. That's so, and you funny. usually take it. Right? I, I, that's true. Yeah. But we have, which I is great. I love our dynamic. You I know, do too. Um, one of the questions so that was nurturing. posed to us was, you're not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm only saying that because you said you were nurturing. Her. Um, was how we see Christ in each other. And we mm. actually had a, a, a circumstance just the other day 
where you called me, you said, you texted me, you said, Hey, do you have like five minutes? Mm -hmm. And I know Mary. So I know that also five minutes is probably 30 minutes. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I got to make sure that I got some space to to talk. And I love our conversation. So I called you on the way to the grocery store. And you said, are we okay? And I said, I think so. And then we kind of talked through our encounters for that day and process through and why we kind of felt like maybe the vibe that we had had between us and, and, you know, where we were at at the moment felt a little off, mm-hmm. but we can do that with one another. Yes. And I appreciate, because I feel like the few times we've had those conversations, you've initiated that. Mm. And, you know, to me, that's a willingness to say, Hey, we can have tough conversations. Mm. And we do, we've talked about a lot of different oh, things. I mean, we've lots. talked about our own pain and hurts. Mm-hmm. We've talked about our relationships. We've talked about our racial dynamics mm-hmm. for you as a black woman and me as a white woman. And, mm-hmm. um, and you've been vulnerable and honest with me. And I remember we even had a conversation because you have a network of of other black therapists that you, you know, spend time with and, com- and have community with. And, and I remember we had this conversation about that, like, that's your space. Mm-hmm. And um, and that has been so insightful for me. So I, for me, it's just your willingness to just be in life with me, mm. share your husband with me, who's been a word of wisdom for me in many yeah. occasions. And, um, and just even a big brother, which yes. is really cool. And I am so grateful for that. And, mm-hmm. um, so for me, it's, yeah, you're just very authentic mm. in the way in which you pursue relationship with me. And you're not afraid to have the difficult conversations, but also the joys and the celebrations the together. We yeah. laugh a lot. We do, we do laugh We laugh easily. Lot. We will laugh at anything. Too. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, th- but you know what? That's a testament because I'm not naturally someone who, I'm not like that with everyone, right? I'm yeah. not like that with everyone. I can, you know, because I feel things, I'm very sensitive. So I can articulate if I'm feeling sensitive about something to different people. But those vulnerabilities, I'm not like that with everyone. And yeah. so you, the thing I love about you is that you provide that safe haven, mm. right? It's not as if I'm just going to go talk to Deb. I, it's very anxiety provoking to me for me sometimes to have to um, address an elephant in the room. Um, but for you, it's, hey, you got a minute? There's not this high anxiety because you provide this space of we can talk about this and I am not going to judge you on this. We can have these conversations. We can come out of these conversations and still love each other. We yeah. can agree to disagree and come out of the conversations yeah. and love one another. And so it's 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 in in you giving me the compliment that I live authentically, you it's it's. People who try to strive to live authentically, they do that because they've been afforded that space to do so. So I I appreciate that so much. And you're like that with everybody. You're like that with everyone. It's so interesting, you guys. It's like she is just available, you know. And that, again, is that that beautiful older sister. My older sister is the exact same way. Whenever I'm going through something, I'm like, Drea, you know, I'll call my older sister. And she's that calm, open person, you know, and... That's what I love about our dynamics. I think we've we've gone through the hard stuff to be able to build that trust. Yeah. You know, and still be able to understand our differences. Even if, you know, like you said, yeah, I do have this network of my my black Christian um, or my black um, mental health professionals. And the way that you honored that space and, you know, and, and, and not, you know, or the way that you responded to that need for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, 
You know, I would say as you're sharing, we have been really intentional Mm -hmm. in our relationship and Mm -hmm. we continue to do so. Yeah. And we laugh a lot, as you said. (laughs) We have cried together. Yes. We have been not, I don't know that we've ever been like angry at each other, but we've been angry Mm -hmm. at others Mm -hmm. with each each other, (laughs) encouraging. And there has been times where I know you've called me up and you're like, hey. I know what's going on. I got your back. Yeah. And same here. Like Yes. I, you guys, I, I, I don't know if our listeners know this, but I'm at Moody because God, first and foremost, God, but <laughs> he led Deb to literally talk to people as like, you need to get her here. Oh, so yeah. Deb, I'm here, you know, because, you know, Deb listened to, I believe, listened to God in terms of me being here. And so I am so grateful to you for that. You really gave me this space where I didn't know where I would land, you know. It was selfish. I just needed friends. <laughs> no, so did I. <laughs> no, the second I heard you speak, I was like, yep, we're, we're getting here. Well, it's got to happen. Yeah. Happen. And yeah. then we got to do the podcast together. And we're going to keep doing the podcast together. We're going to so. keep doing it. You guys are going to grow with us as we grow in our friendship and as we grow within ourselves as well. So... You're you're taking a ride with us. Yes. <laughs> this has been a fun journey today. Yes, absolutely. I learned so many things. I want to see some of your sketches. We <gasps> should maybe what we should do. I'm this is I don't like that I'm saying this out loud right now, but you know, we have a social media mm-hmm. platform. We have Instagram. Um we're online. Maybe maybe we could post a picture of ourselves, not you and I, but like something that represents something we talked about. <laughs> So I want to see the harp. All right. Okay, we'll do it. see if I can track down a picture of me as a kid playing my harp. What if I put a, post a picture of me getting arrested after I stole the gumball at Kmart? <laughs> I, okay, sad. I have pictures, I'm sure, somewhere from when I was sneaking into worship. But this was back before you had cell phone cameras. So I oh, legit right. had to bring, I think I brought a disposable camera because I was afraid it was going to get taken. But I'll see if I can track something down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so, I'll, I'll f- try to find a picture of where I was on a camel when I, in, yes. in Morocco. Yeah. Yes. Or maybe one of your skills. Oh, it's so sacred. We'll, okay. we'll think about right. it, listeners. We'll, we'll see. It. But maybe something <laughs> will, will pop up. Well, hopefully you enjoyed getting to know us today. And if there's any other things that you want to know about us, if we're, you know, open to sharing them, certainly, um, you know, find us where you listen to your podcast and leave us a comment. And um, we always love those five-star reviews. So thanks for getting to know us a little bit more. Today. Absolutely. And don't forget to be well. <laughs> <laughs>